everybody. We're back with another version of Flock and Gather. It is your only 18-minute podcast to the spa and wellness industry. Um, this is new for us. We're doing a three-parter with a good friend of mine, Vanessa Kukendall. She is at Market Defense. They're everything Amazon. So I'm going to let you talk to her because she is absolutely someone you should know if you're engaged in anything. Amazon, we are on part two we both just of a three-parter so we just came back from the trade show cosmoprof in las vegas which is run by the professional beauty association and cosmoprof they do the big show in bologna every year but they also do one in vegas it's been a non-miss for me for 20 something years i can't remember anyways say good morning vanessa hi alan so great to talk to you again Good. I'm glad we're back. People, if you did not hear Vanessa and I talk um, about Amazon 101, please look back in the podcast for Market Defense and pick it up and listen to part one. Today, we're going to talk about some interesting stuff because Vanessa spoke at the trade show. And as we just said, Vanessa, it's interesting. We were both there and didn't realize we were both there. But uh, right seems to be the nature of the the beast. So before we get into that, I want to just talk for one minute about long weekends. We have just gone through the Labor Day weekend. And of course, you and I get on on the we're looking at each other, but our listeners are listening. And we said, yeah, and I worked over the weekend. And you went, yeah, I worked over the weekend, too. And we're this is confusing that it's a long weekend and it's a holiday. And so you should be doing some family time or nothing, whatever you want. And we were both working. And we were both working. I know. I, I feel I feel like there's a pressure. There's this kind of hustle culture that, you know, we've all kind of um, agreed to that there's that that we gain some validation by being busy. And, you know, the more you do, you know, I guess the idle hands um, being the devil's playground, <laughs> maybe. But we think that if we're busy, we're 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 being productive. But sometimes it's just busy for busy sake. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's something that, that we all need to, certainly in our area of the industry, you need to think about that, you know, rest um, is just as productive. You know, you need to sleep, you need to relax, you need to dream. And we don't let ourselves dream if we're always busy. In the catalog business, we used to call it white space. You mm-hmm. need a place for the eyes to rest when you're looking through catalogs. I would say it's very much akin to the way people like you and I and everybody in our industry, because our industry is absolutely on fire right now. It is so darn uh, busy. And I'm, I'm concerned that people aren't breathing. They're not meditating. I can't remember was one of the great meditative philosophers who said you should meditate 20 minutes a day. And if you don't have 20 minutes, then you should spend an hour meditating. Yes. yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Agreed. Agreed. I think we, you know, I, I think back when I was at beauty.com and I would have to schedule myself for an hour to go, you know, look through magazines, but you know, it's that, that those in, points of inspiration that can come to you when you're not thinking about work that we are missing out on. So I think there's actually beneficial areas where we could be dreaming, we could be inspired, we could innovate um, when we immerse ourselves in something that is not work. You know, you go on vacation and you come back and you've jotted down a bunch of great things that you're going to do once you get back to the office and we're missing out on that because we are continuously 
um, on this hamster wheel. Well, and that's one of those things where you're somehow the creative juices don't always seem to flow if you're in the same box or the same four walls of your office um, yes. all the time. We've all had those inspirational moments driving down the road, sitting on the back deck, uh, walking the dog where pop because you you've left room in your mind right yes. to to allow it to think a little bit out outside of the box. I hate that term but I say it anyways yes. outside no, of the box true. you need room yes when I used to be a makeup artist working at the makeup counters you know you'd encourage your your team to go do something that had nothing to do with retail because you'd look at you know certain colors of a sunset and be inspired to create you know a beautiful palette for a client that came something from nature. And if you didn't go into nature, you would have not seen it. So it's those kind of things that, you know, I think back to something so simple like that. And I think that's what I should be doing more of. So I thank you for, for reminding me. Alan, both of our reminders. In fact, I wrote uh, my letter with my um, um, uh, news ditty that I write in our newsletter that comes out either this week or next. I'm not remembering what happens over this short week. <clears throat> in our backyard, we have plants along the pool. They're tall, they're big. I don't remember what they are. They have white flowers and somehow the yellow butterflies absolutely love these plants. And yeah. it's renewal for them, right? Because they're juicing up from the flowers and, and that's how they share the wealth, if you will. Right. across. It. And I, I wrote very much how that is akin to our industry, how you know, we need to recharge regularly. You've mm -hmm. got to, we put out at 125%. So you better find time to get nectar from the flowers and, right. and uh, enjoy yourself along the way. That's right. right? That's right. Uh, let's talk about Cosmoprof. Uh, for yeah. our listeners, if people don't know, this is a show where a lot of the big manufacturers and the repping groups set up for the rest of us. There is in a normal year also a massive international contingent um, from lines from across the globe. There are bottlers and labelers and ingredient people. And it's to me, it's one of those shows because I'm not setting up. I get to walk the show and it's very inspirational in um, my world as well. And you you got to speak at the show this year. So to, what was the topic of the conversation, Vanessa? That's right. I was invited by the Entrepreneur Academy to come and do um, a talk on Amazon. So the, the topic was Amazon 101 for emerging brands. And um, I had 45 minutes and uh, I used every second. We, and then we, let, we spent the last 15 minutes doing Q&A and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be telling you about those really interesting questions that came up. So um, really what, what I was doing there was I, I, I wanted to give um, a real peek behind the scenes of how Amazon works as both a retailer and an opportunity for brands to sell the products themselves on the marketplace. So, um, and this is something that I do when people email me at at my at marketdefense.com, happy to, you know, spend 30 minutes talking to someone about how Amazon works. And um, so that those who, who are afraid or maybe a little um, suspicious of Amazon can understand how this Amazon flywheel works and how you can take advantage of it to sell product. So I walk through uh, the, the different ways you can sell on Amazon and then also some tips and tricks on, on how to really grow your Amazon business. I okay. think, um, yeah, I think the most exciting part for me was, you know, people had so many questions. There was just 
hands being raised left and right. Um, and most of them came from brands, people who wanted to sell their product themselves on Amazon. And then a few were people who were distributors who were sitting on a lot of product from last year and wanted to know, you know, is Amazon right for me? So those were my, the two biggest questions I was asked about. Let's start with, um, well, let's start with how to sell. What, yeah. give us just a couple broad basic strokes about what it is you should be doing to sell on Amazon. Absolutely. So, you know, Amazon is a retailer. You can sell directly to Amazon. They'll purchase your product and then they'll sell it. Um, you know, you would consider that first party or 1P, but they also have a marketplace like eBay or Target or any of these other marketplaces where you can open up your own account and sell on their third party marketplace. And we would call that 3P. And I would always suggest brands to really explore selling their own product on Amazon in their own account. And then either as they grow, they might need to engage with an agency like ours, um, like Market Defense to help them grow that business. But you know, if you are selling your product to Amazon, that gives them ultimate control over the pricing, over the messaging, they can discount it if they want. And for some brands, when they're just getting started, they, you know, they're willing to take that risk. But most brands that I speak to nowadays aren't really willing to let somebody take their product and discount it for them or, or give the wrong message or a poor customer experience. They really want to do it themselves. So I'm mostly coaching new brands on how to sell their own product on Amazon in their own account where they own the banking information. They get a deposit every two weeks from Amazon and they are themselves. It's almost like consigning product. It's, it's their own product. They sell themselves on Amazon. Okay. So let me bring our listeners up to speed. Um, 1P, as it is known in the trade, is allowing Amazon to retail the products and you get paid from Amazon, but you lose control. Correct. Um, 3P is choosing to use it as a, if you will, an eBay type uh, marketplace where you put the stuff up, you're responsible, you're collecting the funds, et cetera, et cetera. Are we missing a 2P in the middle? You know what? There, I wouldn't call it a 2P, but there is an opportunity to sell to someone who then will sell it for you, like a reseller. There's many legitimate retailers out there who have their own Amazon accounts like Cosbar or Blue Mercury, BeGlowing.com. And so you could sell your product to them in a traditional uh, relationship, and then they would resell your product on Amazon, but it would be their account. They get the proceeds. So they, you know, they send you a PO, you sell your product, but once again, you're trusting them to not discount you. You're trusting them to service the customer. You're trusting them, you know, in a big way. Now, if you have a great relationship with that retailer, I'd say, you know, give it a shot. It's a good way to get started. But if you have, you know, an experience with someone where you thought that they were going to keep you at MSRP and they didn't, or they let you go out of stock or any of those issues, or you found they even resold your product to yet another person, because that happens. Sometimes they liquidate your product to someone else. So then I would be cautious. But that, that that's what I guess we would call it a 2P is the opportunity to sell, to sell it to a second party who then would sell it for you. Got it. Okay. So um, Amazon, in fact, if I had a product sell to Amazon, I wouldn't even go there before I came to marketdefense.com and and talk to you because I think the world of Amazon is so big and it's yes. complicated and you don't, Vanessa, you really don't want to make errors starting out, do you? No, what's difficult about Amazon is 
reviews are like our content to them. They're gold. So if you made a misstep and you have a poor review from a customer and it would likely not be about your product. Cause I don't know anyone that, you know, really, you know, goes out there and, and, and takes a risk on a poor product. We all spend so much time on product and development and packaging, but you could, you know, a rogue reseller could sell your product and it could arrive damaged. And then a customer might write a poor review and they leave a one star. You read the review and it says the product is great, but it arrived damaged or it arrived late. Well, Amazon's not going to take that review down. I mean, you can petition them. It's very hard to get it to take a review down. So it's really important to choose your partner wisely because if they don't service your customer well, that customer could leave a poor review that has nothing to do with the product and entirely with experience. Okay, let's talk about the reviews for a quick sec before we move on to um, some tips and tricks because, and tell me, I I might not be a normal Amazon buyer. First of all, I try and buy everything local in my neighborhood in Cave Creek, Arizona, because I go down to the Ace Hardware. I go up to the local drugstore. I use the Goodwill here, believe it or not, which is where I recycle my uh, book. So I... I'm a fan of supporting the neighborhood, but the fact mm-hmm. is today you just can't get some stuff. And Amazon is a, to me, a fabulous alternative. Yes. I pay zero stars attention to other people's reviews. Wow. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're unique. You're unique, Alan, because, you know, if you were to pull the, the American consumer, well, first of all, 62% of American consumers have a prime membership. And what okay. does it matter? 62% of American consumers have a prime membership. You're talking about a hundred plus 120 million people. Oh yes. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Okay. Yes. Now think about if you have a membership, what does a membership encourage you to do? It's like a gym membership. We've all, you know, gone into memberships with best of intentions because we think it's going to motivate us to use it more. Well, that's exactly what a membership does. So if you have a prime membership, you are more likely to go to Amazon first. And, And honestly, Americans are using Amazon as a search engine much more than they're using Google now. Americans, 60% of Americans go to Amazon first before they even go to Google. So like yourself, they're shopping nearby, but they're going to Amazon to read the reviews, to discover product, to understand the product before they might go to their local retailer and buy it. So that's why the reviews are so important because they're not only just going to inform your shopping at Amazon, but they're going to inform your shopping in, in the broader market. So if you don't have a handle on your on your Amazon reviews because someone else has your product and is selling it for you. This could damage your relationships at Sephora, at Ulta, at Cosbar, at, at, at Anthropology, at anywhere else, because they're going to come to you and say, you know what, Ellen, you have a beautiful product, but our customers are really being swayed by these negative reviews on Amazon. And you know, we're, we're asking you to fix it. Okay. Let's call me an oddball then that I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can tell you in the years I've used Amazon, it just really hasn't ever been a problem to me. So I paid yes. zero attention to the, yeah, you knew what you wanted. And that's, you know, there is a large, again, 40% of the public is, is shopping like you do, but a big, a large part of the pop of the, of the public is shopping with Amazon as a, as a, as a trusted authority. Uh-huh. So, you know, okay. it implores um, you to, we're talking with Vanessa Kukendall today. She's an owner at Market Defense. They're everything Amazon. You can reach out to her at marketdefense.com. Um, we've got three minutes remaining. There's never enough time with you, Vanessa, which is why, you know, frankly, I think we're going to do our next podcast on reviews because I think it's a way bigger topic uh, than we just breezed over in 60 seconds. Um, yes. Give us a couple down and dirty tips and tricks with Amazon. 
Yes, absolutely. Here's a good one. Brands can do virtual bundles. So you can put together a couple of products and to the customer, it looks like you've got a set, like let's say you've got a shampoo and a conditioner and you'd like to know if people would buy it together. So you can put it together, maybe add a value price to it. And it's, it's not a physical bundle. You're not doing anything behind the scenes. It's just a virtual bundle. And so you can kind of test and learn and see if there's an appetite for that before you invest in putting together a physical bundle. Now, the, the fees for shipping it are you're still paying for each individual product. So, you know, this is not a long-term fix, but it's just a way to understand, like right now going into holiday, do people want to buy the shampoo and conditioner together? Is the use rate the same? So should I be putting them together or should I not? And this is just one tip that uh, I think people don't know enough about Amazon to know that this is available to them. And um, yeah, it's a great tool. Uh, I love it. And, and I may, I always, when we ran New Life and Lotus Touch, we were huge bundlers because I don't like giving a hard discount away. I rather add the second or third item at yes. a discount because now your gross sale is bigger, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's another one. Subscribe and save, which is the ability on Amazon for you to have something auto delivered to you every you know, 30, 60, 90 days. You, you pick the cadence. Um, if you were to offer that to customers, you don't have to give a discount. You just asking them to have it auto delivered. And what happens is if you, um, you, and people think, oh, I have to give a discount check. No, 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 keep the same MSRP. But what you're doing is you're engaging that customer. And guess what? If if, if a customer signs up for three or more um, subscribe and saves on Amazon, Amazon themselves gives that customer a discount. So you don't necessarily have to give them the discount, but guess what? Customers shop that three, four times the return because um, you got them so engaged. So that's another tip. I'm glad that uh, we're going to end there, but I'm, that is one of my favorites. And I'll tell you why the part where you said, and you don't have to give a discount people stop discounting your products. You've spent your life building intellectual property, building your business, selling your products, do not give your products away. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of not discounting, but the perception is that something special is happening with with uh, subscribe and save. And I, I love subscribe and save too. Yes, there's so many more ways to give value than, you know, giving added value. Um, you know, I'm a big proponent. Instead of if you've got a hundred dollar product, don't sell it for 80. Uh, you know, give them something a little extra that adds up to 120 and still sell it for a hundred. I'm with you it. for sure. Um, Vanessa. Okay. Friends, remember, go back, find the podcast where we talked um, Amazon 101. This, this was great on how to sell and tips and trips. I, tricks. I, I love this. I think we're going to come back with uh, reviews and diversion and some other stuff along the way. But Vanessa, every time I talk to you, I think I get a little bit smarter. So thank you for <laughs> sharing your knowledge uh, with me and with our listeners as well. Thank you. So much fun to talk to you, Alan. I reach out to Vanessa at marketdefense.com. And friends, remember, please be kind to one another.